Hello and welcome to Is This Anime? I'm your anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And I'm the guy who knows nothing about anime, Malcolm McLeod. And joining us is special guest, Andrew Parker. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Um, this is awesome, man. You're a cool dude because, you know, this whole thing started. Um, we have a mutual friend. I mean, not even like, I'm not even sure how much I can call him a friend. Um, Tim Banks, a person who I met in L.A. like eight years ago. Um, and it just happens to be in my algorithm still on Facebook. He's just, you know, he, he's a cool guy. If I ever went back to L.A., I would meet him again, um, for sure. I would definitely call him up. But oh, yeah, uh, it, yeah. I, I loved him. He uh, he was my first roommate when I moved out here. We both lived in like this horrible uh, artist hostel in North Hollywood. And he was like my first like L.A. friend. Tim, Malcolm, I met Tim before I even met you, man. That's how long ago. I mean, this was when I was like first doing improv in like L.A. and stuff. And like Tim was Tim was only Tim was 25. And back then I was like 21 and shit. So, again, time, time is a flat fucking circle. And now we are here. That's just how it works. Now we are here. Um, yeah, it's funny. So Tim had like mentioned on Facebook that uh, he wanted podcast recommendations or some shit. And so, you know, I cheekily plugged my own, expecting Tim to say he wanted to guest on it. But he did not. But instead, you did, Andrew. So That's like my move. Anytime like I see anybody say like, oh, I've got a podcast. If it's like in the vein of shit that I'm interested, I would just immediately demand that they have me on as a guest. I don't even ask. I just say, have me on your show. Yeah, and I'm just like, fuck. Honestly, you know, that's not what I should be doing more. <laughs> like, I feel like that's, like, the move. It's the right move, I feel like. Yeah, yes, yeah. Man. You just got to be confident with it. Be like, you you put me on your show, and we're going to have a good time, or else. And even me, I'm like, just like, should I respond to this? Should I not? I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to respond to this. So I did. And it worked out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because what you recommended us was, uh, was a movie. Well, not even a movie. A 70-minute OVA uh called Gyo Tokyo Fish Attack and um I have thoughts on this um for one thing you know I couldn't say no to this because um it is Junji Ito who is this like legendary master of horror and I I'm not a big horror guy I haven't watched um any of his stuff before and uh this was certainly certainly a Junji Ito joint to start with I will say <laughs> big time big time so uh Andrew what what is your um uh, anime experience how's your origin story with that uh well i started pretty late in the game uh you know i I, when i was a kid i caught a little bit of like dragon ball and stuff on tv but i could never really get into it because i would always you know kind of jump in like a million episodes into like any any given series that was on so like i i couldn't get on board with it i i knew a lot of like the kids who watched anime i'm like well i don't want to be like those guys (laughs) And then, like, you know, I got older, stopped giving a shit what people really thought about, like, you know, what I was into and stuff. And it was like, I feel like it was probably like five or six years ago. Uh, I watched uh, Parasite and I started getting into like, um, like One Punch Man and stuff like that. And so, like, I'm not even like I wouldn't call myself like a big anime guy. I've like dabbled, you know. You know, Akira, I love Akira. Um, Ghost in the Shell was really good. I like Perfect Blue a lot. You know, um, I've dabbled in a lot of like the classics, uh, e- even Galleon, uh, I liked. But, um, but yeah, like I'm not like a huge anime guy, and I'm, I'm, I started very late in the game. I mean, look at Malcolm. Malcolm started like a year ago, so <laughs> <Here we laughs> that's <are>. true. <laughs> 
This whole podcast started during the pandemic where Jack would text me about like, oh, hey, uh, so I'm just watching this anime. And then I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I think it you know, really clued in when he made a Dragon Ball uh, Z reference. And I had no idea what he was talking about. He, he, has, uh-huh. he has no idea what a Super Saiyan is. He will find out in the next couple of months when we finally uh, return to that coverage. Um, but until now, but he still does not know at this very moment what a Super Saiyan is, which I think is insane for a millennial or any <laughs> anyone really. I feel like Gen Xers know what a Super Saiyan is. My mom probably knows what a Super Saiyan is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't even really watch, and I I pretty much know, right? Yeah. It's like uh, don't say know, well, don't say what it is. Okay, don't say. Right, he doesn't yeah. know. He doesn't know. <laughs> We're waiting for this moment. Yeah, right. I legitimately don't know. <laughs> I've stayed in the dark. Um, yeah, um, yeah, man. So, and and yeah, uh, we talked about your anime experience, and literally, we have only just met over the beauties of Zoom. So, yeah, tell the audience a little about yourself in general, whatever you want to share. Well, uh, you know, I'm 33 years old, I think now. I believe it's 33. I don't even know anymore, man. Time has lost all meaning. In this Honestly, time. the last like two years, I've just been like, wait, how am I? How am I this age right now? Like, how did I <laughs> get here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old I am. I don't know what day of the week it is. Actually, I do know that it's Saturday because, like, we this is like the one day of the week that I was like, okay, I have to do something. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 33 years old. I'm um, I live in uh, Woodland Hills, California. Moved here uh, probably like six years ago to LA. And I do uh, I do audio dramas. I make fun little uh, little audio dramas. I got I got two shows out right now. Uh, one is called Ghosters, and that is about a pair of uh, bumbling paranormal investigators who constantly find themselves in like high stakes uh, situations with ghosts and monsters and the like. We're currently in like uh, an H.P. Lovecraft arc where they've uh, upset the Elder Gods and they have to like you know make things right. My other show is called uh, Crypta, and that is about Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, and the Mothman, and they're all living in Area 51 because they've been captured by a uh, mad scientist hired by the government. And uh, that one's fun. I don't know if either of you guys are fans of uh, Last Podcast on the Left. I'm a big fan of that podcast, yeah. Uh, Henry Zabrowski from that show is our is our mad scientist on there. That's our claim to fame with that show. Oh, amazing! So, yeah, yeah, that was a, definitely that was check a it out. Shit. Yeah, that, that was a song. He's a great actor, and like I, I managed to get him on board with it like before uh, they became like one of the top podcasts like out there. So, uh, so he just like begrudgingly does the character every once in a while for me for new episodes. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun. I, we have a lot of fun with that, and I'm also involved in a, uh, a an audio drama competition. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Channel 101. I have the Dan yeah. Harmon's. Dan yes, yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah. Well, during the pandemic, uh, you know, it became impossible for them to do their uh, their you know festivals, so they um, they made a spinoff called uh, Frequency 101, which is just like five minute audio drama pilots, and then you know the top five everyone votes for all the shows that listens and um you know five shows get voted out five shows get to stay and i've been involved in that since about the beginning of it when it uh when it started during the the pandemic and that's uh that's how our show ghosters came about because you know we made this pilot and people kept voting it back and it's it's still in the competition it's currently been it's been there for 
14 months now. So we've been having to rush and make a new episode once a month for 14 months. And uh, it's, it's a labor of love. It's a lot of fun. Anybody listening, if you, if you're creative in that uh, respect, I would really recommend you join us because it's a really fun community to be a part of. And um, it's just, it's, it really helps you flex that creative muscle to have that hard deadline of like, you know, 30 days to write, act and like audio produce and all that shit that you have to do, you know, to, to make a show. So oh, yeah. for sure. I had no idea they did that. Like I had obviously knew about channel 101, but I didn't realize there was frequency 101. So I'm definitely going to be uh, listening to stuff from there. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. always the like 38. I, I don't I don't know why, but like for creatively, I always love having a deadline because it kind of, yeah, forces you to get out of the like, because it's so easy to be like, oh, it's not ready. Uh, yeah, I need more time. Yeah. Like the procrastination and like creative like yeah, endeavors yeah. is so e- it's so easy to make an excuse as to why you can't finish something. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, not so, oh, it's not ready. It's not. Yeah, it's not perfect. You'll be editing it till the end of time. But if you have a hard out, you you, you just have to throw it out there. You know, and that's that's what I really like about it because it's um, it's it's kind of taught me how to be okay with something not being perfect. You know, yeah, absolutely. Which I think is a big problem that a lot of writers like um, run into is that you know they're like, oh, it's not ready, it's not perfect, but it's like I've got a bunch of people relying on me to have this thing done at this time, so it's just like fuck it, we're 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 doing it live, you know. Oh, for sure. I can swear on this, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. You can swear all you want. Like, all this right, is, excellent. Yeah, there's, yeah Just, I've said you know, uh, yeah, some pretty – we've both said crazy things on this Ah, <laughs> Great. We've said yeah, things that uh, our uh, our lovely editor has found objectionable and thankfully cut. So <laughs> – Yeah, we have, an editor. have another set of eyes on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Sasha's our editor, and he's uh, fantastic about it. He'll, like, send clips over and be like, you sure you want to keep this in? <laughs> <laughs> I trust his judgment. I'm like, uh, you know, we I, we try to avoid the obvious words, but, you know, sometimes things, uh, there there's jokes of a certain nature that sometimes he's like, yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's not yeah, put that got, in. <laughs> yeah, you have, like, a 2007 joke every once in a while. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, yeah, yeah. It's like my high school self would have loved this. You know, <laughs> yeah. as, as as we saw with uh, Joe Rogan recently, the compilation of what he said, and it's like, yeah, thank God, uh, thank God, myself from that era was not recorded. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I didn't have social media when I was in like high school. Good lord. Oh dude, yeah. It's, I, uh... And I weep for these kids who do. Oh for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's not warping them at all. Oh my god. Yeah, I just saw like a tweet where it was like, I love growing up with the internet in the early 2000s. I played flash games, I took care of Neopets, I saw a beheading video when I was 12, I made friends on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that's the internet I remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Same here. Uh let's talk about Junji Ito though. Uh he's the guy who is uh behind the manga that was adapted into this film, Gyo Tokyo Fish Attack. So Ito was born in 1963. His two older sisters were the ones who introduced him to manga. In 1984, he started writing and drawing manga as a hobby while working as a dental technician. His first published story, Tomi, which is about a succubus, debuted in the magazine Monthly Halloween. I love, I love all the the uh, the names we get for these uh, Japanese manga magazines. Monthly Halloween. <laughs> it's Hall- It's Halloween every month. That's so delightful. That, that um, is that is that is quirky and fun. I do like that. 
But I would subscribe know, to that. I think monthly yeah. Halloweens. Uh, there's a there's a there's a guy I follow, um, Nick Lutzko. He makes a lot of funny music videos. He and he's the king of Halloween. I don't know, Malcolm. You've seen some Nick Lutzko videos I've showed you, haven't you? Yeah, you've showed me on the. Yeah, podcast. he's the king of Halloween. He would love monthly Halloween. Um, but yeah, Tommy. Tommy was a big hit. It ran for 16 volumes and spawned 12 live action films and had a series. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Tomi. Uh, they're Japanese live-action films, but um, I did not read any of Tomi yet. I saw a bit of a summary. It's definitely got... Um, you could tell the people who made the movie The Grudge probably had some influence from that visually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it seems like something really cool. But they haven't turned Tomi into an anime, just a uh, live-action. So uh, yeah, I, I, believe, I believe if there was like... Um recently there was a junji ito collection um oh. series and i think there might have been a uh a tomi ova i think oh, like like shit. at the end of the whole series so yeah gotcha. i believe that there was although i'm not sure if it came out or not but so, not like a full-blown tomi tomi exclusive series like no no yeah gotcha good 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 to know thank you for correcting me um yeah oh, it's called yeah the uh junji aito collection yeah i guess it is a collection of ovas yeah, when Tommy is apparently in it, I don't know yeah. how how big it is or what what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's not twelve movies, that's for sure. Um, so there was also a Tommy Quibi series in development. Quibi, the uh, short-lived streaming service. Um, womp, but, womp. Yeah, what a what a disaster! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but it Talk was about flushing money down the toilet. Yeah, yeah the, the all... whole idea of it was just like just crazy, it terrible. Like, it, it it really. It, I'm sorry, I gotta go on a tangent here, but yeah, goddamn, go it was such a fucking horrible idea. It's like, uh, like you know, a streaming service that you can only watch on your phone. Get real, and like, and the other thing too is, they like they wouldn't let you screenshot it or like, you know, like you you, you couldn't like make memes out of it because like you weren't allowed to like screenshot anything within the app. So it's just like completely hampered it for social media. It was oh, just a fucking devastating failure to all the people I- uh, involved. I, know I couldn't you- believe it when I saw that. Like, like people couldn't actually like record like just on the phone to like do reactions or whatever. Like I remember seeing a YouTuber talking about Quibi like back when it like launched and everyone was like, look at this disaster. And they literally yeah. had to show like when they were showing clips from shows, it was like their phone and they were filming it on their camera, like them like on the phone. Like it was like, I don't know, like YouTube back in 2006. <laughs> like it was <laughs> you're like, how did this happen? Like this is like one of those things when you realize like, oh, this is what happens when uh, someone comes up with an idea, but everyone around them is a yes man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Quibi. Um, but yeah, this Quibi uh, show did not get far into development and uh, it was canceled. But, you know, maybe maybe we'll see a full-on Tomy adaptation or something you know the property is still very much alive since there are literally 12 movies oh yeah yeah um then there's Uzumaki that was a big one it was a manga about a city plagued by supernatural spirals and it ran for three volumes in 1998 that got a live action film and there is an upcoming anime coming out in October 2022 that's going to debut on Adult Swim so I know a lot of people are hyped for that yeah, that's one to look for. Like we said, there was a 12-episode anime anthology called the Junji Ito Collection. That came out in 2018. <laughs> and yeah, this film we're talking about, Gyo Tokyo Fish Attack, is an adaptation of his two-volume manga from 2001. Uh, he said this was influenced by his parents' experiences during World War II. And knowing that, I watched this movie thinking, okay, 
there is a World War II connection towards the end, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I guess horrors of war, but um, you, know, you know, I'm not sure what the themes are of this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while. I was like, I was like, there's a moment where I was like, are they even going to try to explain what's going on? <laughs> like, they're just. Like the whole thing is, yeah, like just like just starting off, it's like, oh, it's gonna be like some sort of slasher movie, and then it like tur- just keeps getting weirder and weirder until the end, where I'm just like, that was it. <laughs> That's what I just. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of loved it. I gotta say, I like, I was, uh, I was enthralled by it. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it's a classic fish out of water story. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it really is right there. <laughs> oh, man. So aside from his horror work, uh, Ito authored an autobiographical manga called Junji Ito's Cat Diary, Yon and Moo. And this is yes. about the story of uh, the humor is derived not from the behavior of the cats, but rather the owner, Jae-kun, who is, who is basically Junji Ito because it's also a manga author who, who does horror. And it kind of uses Ito's horror work to act as a parody of them in the manga. So I hope they turn that into an anime because I would love to see that. That would be really cute. Uh, what's the what's that one uh, anime? Uh, Cinnamon something. It's the fucking one where it's about like dogs and they're like feudal leaders that have been like transported into the future and they're like dogs now. I don't know do that you, one. Do you know what one I'm talking about? No, oh my god. Um, it, it's like it's it's so cute, and but it's also like you know it's like very it plays it very serious. And it's it's really funny. Oh God, what is the name of that? Hold on, I've got to look it up because um, it's just it's an off the wall like thing, but it's you know it's a very cute uh, concept, and it's it's a uh, very very Junji Ito to do something like that because uh, he's the the more you like learn about the guy, the more wholesome he is, and it's just like he's like the exact opposite of the horror stuff that he he creates. You've heard that, like I've like yeah, like met a couple of horror directors and then they're like usually like some of the most down to earth people. And I feel like it's because they get like all their like dark thoughts are all just like put into these like horror projects they work on. And so like when they're just around, they're like, Oh, I'm just a normal person. <laughs> yeah. got yeah. an outlet. It's like, uh, they just have this outlet. <laughs> I like how uh, John Carpenter, you know, one of the greatest directors of our time now just like doesn't make movies anymore. He just plays music and he talks about video games. He likes. <laughs> yeah. it's like that's the fucking he did it you know he's one of the most influential directors of our time the fact that you know younger people don't know who he is i'm like you know anytime you know i love jordan peele but it's like his work you know he's literally just doing the john carpenter thing um but yeah like oh my god but yeah he just was like oh i'm really enjoying destiny right now i'm like fuck yeah bro destiny is awesome i want to play <laughs> destiny with john carpenter that would be pretty rad. Uh, It'd be fun if he was a Twitch streamer, if he just started streaming. Actually, you know, John Carpenter also said he considered um, suing uh, Metal, uh, the creators of Metal Gear Solid because of, you know, the obvious uh, Snake Plissken connection. But he said he didn't because he met Kojima and he's like, oh, this guy's chill. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, and speaking of uh, Kojima, because this does tie into it, Ito collaborated with Metal Gear Solid creator Hideo Kojima for the canceled video game Silent Hills. Um, for those who don't know, this is like one of the lost um, video game projects, like one of the most unfortunately canceled projects. Yeah, that's like, the, we've, we're all worse off for that game not coming out, because that yeah. would have been awesome. Malcolm, are you familiar with the, uh, the horror game PT, or Playable Trailer? No, not really, uh, but I do know of Silent Hills. I have heard of okay, like, so- that being a famously canceled game. 
PT was basically a teaser of sorts um, for Silent Hills, and then it was pulled off of like PlayStation Network, and if you you can't even re-download it. So I have a PlayStation Four with PT, so maybe someday I will sell it. Oh hell yeah, yeah. That, I was I was gonna say that yeah, like um yeah because you can't get that anymore. Uh, Playstations that fucking have that shit installed on it sell for thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's an investment right there. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, he he followed up on this. He was involved in the collaboration for Silent Hills, uh, and as, as sort of a consolation prize, Ido did appear in Kojima's uh, follow up Death Stranding. Uh, his likeness appeared similar to how Guillermo del Toro's uh, likeness appears. Um, but I didn't know what Junji Ito looked like at the time, so I didn't recognize which character he played. <laughs> but yeah, he's in Death Stranding. So if you Google uh, Junji Ito Death Stranding, he's in it. It's likeness, at least. So that's neat. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and you, you know, who knows what Kojima's working on next. Uh, we'll f- it'll get revealed and then released within a year because that's just how he works. So. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Um, that's the end of my uh, Ito history segment. So let's talk about the movie because this was a uh, this was a movie, guys. Was a, <laughs> it's a doozy. A, it's a doozy. I've also got my notes for um, the summary of the manga, which to which there's quite a few plot differences, including who the main character is. So yes, I found that yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is a great one. It's got everything. It's got shark attacks, rape tentacles, sentient farts. Inflation fetishism, superfluous <laughs> character nudity, fat shaming, slut shaming, double penetration, shit cannons, spider cows, and a circus. <laughs> yeah, you, you you nailed it, bro. You it's all of that, man. That's man, a I perfect think. summary. Like if you're just like if you like any of the following, don't worry, <laughs> it's all here. Oh, yeah. okay. So we open on this fishing vessel. Um, also, the best part of this movie is that it's only seventy minutes. It does not waste your time, and also. I was very uncomfortable, right so I'm gets right to it. And I'm very good because uh, you know, I guess I guess my initial thoughts are, you know, I'm not a big horror guy. Malcolm's a bigger horror guy, uh, so you know, this isn't stuff I would actively seek out. Um, but I respect the artistry. I do not think this is like a so bad it's good movie. I think this is like a well constructed thing, if you know what I mean. Somewhat, yes. I I do feel like there was a lot of unanswered questions uh, at the end, but we can get to that when uh, we get to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean this. Yeah, like I I don't want to say like like this reminded me of like I don't know if any of you uh, either of you had watched like those old like do you remember like the Asylum? They were like the this company oh, that yeah. like makes all the mockbusters. Like they yeah, made yeah. like. They like you know when Transformers comes out, they make Transmorphers or like yeah, or snakes you know, on a train. Snake, oh, I mean that that's you know it features one of the best endings in film history, which is the biggest snake ever. Clearly, <laughs> clearly <laughs> so, so, rendered it with such high quality CGI that the tra- the the snake eats the train. <laughs> like that's, it's I mean that's yeah like this is it kind of reminded me of like. This was like the Asylum version. Also, Asylum famously made Sharknado, but like yeah. this kind of reminded me of like a an Asylum version of anime. <laughs> like it just like there was just enough there where I was like, "Huh!" Like they're just throwing it out there, but I like enjoyed it. Like I was yeah. just like I enjoyed almost like how it like I don't know it, how intentional it was or not, but just like almost how schlocky it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's definitely by intent. I don't think this is like an accidental thing. I think there's like, again, it, it, it knows what it is. And what it is, is uh, something special. So we open up on this fishing <laughs> vessel. Uh, 
and then the fishy vessel has these like you know discovers these like fish with legs and uh meanwhile our lead character so this is the most clear difference in the manga the lead character is tadashi in the movie it's kaori so that's the most important difference uh because they basically switch the fates of these characters and i like what the the film does with that Mm -hmm. Uh, particularly because we already see other women suffer far worse fates. Oh yeah, in this, in this movie already. Um, so yeah, in well, the anime, it's like it follows the, in, the guy instead of in the manga. It follows the guy. Oh, manga. Sorry, not yeah, and, we watched and, the anime. <laughs> yeah, we watched the anime. We didn't read. We didn't read anything. Maybe Malcolm read something. <laughs> um, no, yeah. In the in the manga, Tadashi is very clearly the lead character, and he's the one who gets out safely. And in this, it's the opposite. Yes. Very much so. Um, but yeah. I gotta be honest, like when this with this movie, I was like, like her like undying love for Tadashi. I was like, at a certain point, I was like, I don't think this feels very earned. <laughs> like, like when he's like, <laughs> when he's like, they discover him. Like, I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but like at the end, where it's like, um, and what he's become, I was just like, oh, why should I care? Like, they didn't spend any t- like the only times we'd seen Tadashi before, you see him in, like one flashback for like we 10 see him, yeah, one flashback, and he's I think he's on the phone like every, yeah. every conversation. <laughs> he's like, yeah, like, you, in- you like this noise? Exactly. Yeah, he's like, like, like I'm, I'm editing. <laughs> yeah. Like that's probably what like I the ten minutes this movie probably could have used is like ten minutes maybe establishing Tadashi. And uh, how do you pronounce her name? Kaori? Kaori? Kaori's, like, relationship as to, like, why she feels so compelled to, like, risk her life (laughs) to save her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that relationship is definitely not developed. And uh, Kaori should have, you know, picked the other guy who actually, you know, gave a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So um, Kaori and her friends, they're visiting a cabin to (laughs) to celebrate their graduation. And they open the door, and it stinks of fish. Uh, dun dun dun! It's uh, also a bold move. I gotta say, like, um, I think a lot of times when like any sort of like because that's like the one thing like movies can't do is like smell. And I always find it's like such a bold decision to really lean on like, oh man, it smells so bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, well they, they do illustrate it with the stink squiggles. Yes, I appreciated that. I like I like that. Like a, a filter of stink squiggles anytime that the smell is present. And I could smell it, man. Like I'm just like shit. I do not want to be here. This pl- I don't want to be in this world, man, because it fucking smells. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That the, the death stench is it? Yeah. I, I mean, kept referring I, to it. One thing I want to say too about uh, these three friends. How are they friends? None of them yeah, seem to really <laughs> like each other that much, and they like none of them share like any common interests. It seems like that's a good question because yeah, like because you know Aki, Aki and Kaori seem to have a bit of a connection, but even then, that's revealed later on where it seems she didn't like Kaori that much either. So yeah, yeah, and then and then the the one the I, I forget the name of the other is it Erica? Is the third one? Yeah, yeah, Erica. She's just she's just all about like getting her nut. You know, she didn't give a shit about her friends. We'll get, yeah, we'll get to that. She brings two guys over and doesn't share. She's like, no, no, I'm having yeah, all I'm for having me. All for me. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, I know. It's, it's, yeah, I've never seen, yeah, almost a, a more hornier woman. And I'm saying something. I guess, I guess, you know, you know, props to that. Although, you know, she does get infected and die. Well, 
Yeah, she has so, the, the worst outcome of anyone well, outside of Tadashi. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, she's, I it's all slow. Like the problem is, is like Tadashi sort of seems like, uh, you know, oh, spoiler alerts. Uh, you yeah. know, like, you know, he like, you know, dies and then he's like in the new device or whatever. Um, but this one, it's like, yeah, she's just like that's the slow crawl to like, she's like constantly being like targeted by the shark as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. The land shark. Um, but yeah, no, sorry. I don't oh know. I just lost my train of thought. Uh, I'll pass the baton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, these, these friends, these friends are not good friends. They should not have hung out together. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're just terrible people and that's the only friends they could make. They could be sorority sisters or something. That's how I kind of imagine like sorority sisters being like, where they're like friends because they have to be. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so, they've arrived at the cabin and it stinks of fish. And uh, it turns out that stink comes from a fish that has legs. Uh, and the fish scuttles, but they seemingly kill it with a cupboard. Um, but then, you know, Kari, she puts the, the fish in the garbage and then it floats away. There's a very good shot where she's like talking um, to her uh, boyfriend or whatever. And then like, you just see the, the fish float behind her in the garbage <laughs> bag. That yeah, was it's just... kind of slapstick. Yeah. yeah, like, cause, no yeah cause she ties that. off that garbage bag and it fills with like the stinky air. And then, yeah. which is apparently helium also. So yeah. yeah. And it floats off into the, into the, the sunset or the darkness. My favorite, yeah, like that part. But it, also, I love that she was just like, it had legs. Well, I guess I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to this in the garbage. Just put it in the trash. Yeah, yeah. I think Tadashi says on the phone, he's just like, yeah, the media would be all over that if they saw that. And yeah, yeah. She's like, 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 that would be it. the weirdest thing I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Like a fucking weird steampunk fish. Like, okay, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, you could have at oh. least put a photo of it on Reddit or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get it on trending. <laughs> Oh wow. my god. So um Erica, meanwhile, she's she's brought these two dudes over. Uh she proposes a threesome, but it stinks. Uh and then behind her is a walking shark. <laughs> yes, and yes, the walking great white shark. Before the reveal of the like of the shark, which is hilarious because <laughs> you see the shark through the window. I like that they have like this really close up of like uh Erica kissing one of the guys, and it's just like the tongues like it's just the two tongues touching and then that's when it's like ah oh, it smells like <laughs> I, would, I guess it's a fake out of being like you think it's her breath but no it's oh, yeah, there's yeah. a giant walking shark that no one has seen up until now yeah yes. it just just snuck by somehow <laughs> um so the shark goes after her her dress gets stuck on the shark's leg and then it just completely pulls the dress off so it's she's not just the like, dress it was like it looked like it was like her panties that got cut that's like yeah, the, the shot <laughs> the shot is that <laughs> yeah. like, oh. but no well, it's a yeah, the classic like unnecessary uh anime nudity yeah erica erica of course gets the brunt of it and then um for, and then it gets subverted by what she becomes later on so yes oh my god yeah so i mean you know it was obvious Erica was going to be the first to die because she sucks. I mean, it would be more of a subversion if she was uh, revealed to be the reluctant hero, if anything. Yes, yeah. But um, yeah. no, but this they... isn't what this is. This is this isn't <laughs> trying to uh, take on the tropes. Like this one is like these are the tropes, and we're going yes. with it. 
these are the tropes. And then, yeah, uh, while the shark is, like, going after her, um, Aki is on the ground, and Erica beats her with her foot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aki's <laughs> like, please help me! And she's, like, grabbing her fucking foot, and she just kicks her in the fucking face, like, five times. Like, god damn, that's supposed to be your friend, bro! Yeah, that, that was yeah. Uh, that's pretty fucking brutal. And, uh, yeah, she survives anyways, though. Yeah, they both, yeah. they both they both survive. Of her friend. Um, Kaori, Kaori is the savior. She uh, she tricks the shark into jumping out of the window, and then it just falls. Which it doesn't even seem like that far of a height either. But I guess sharks are weak. Well, aren't they like aren't they kind of like alligators where if they flip up upside down, they just like fall asleep? Yeah, no, yeah. I and I think if they fall asleep, they die. Like their whole thing is they have to always be moving. Yeah, yeah, they got to be moving all the time. Like, yeah, like because like one thing, it's like you've never seen like a great white shark has never been able to be successfully held at like an aquarium because they need to be moving all the time. The more you know, the more you know about sharks. I didn't know a lot about sharks. I know, yeah. uh, I know, um, the thing from Finding Nemo. It's like uh, fish are friend, not food, or some shit. I don't know. Finding Nemo. <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, that's that's my education in marine biology. Finding Nemo and this movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So after 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 the shark dies, we see hundreds, not even hundreds, like thousands of fish swarm Tokyo. Uh, we the uh, Erica and the the two boys they get interviewed uh, the next day on the news, and then Erica's bummed that she got mosaiced out of the news. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because of her, because she spent all the time on her makeup because she's uh narcissistic and self-centered she sucks um yeah yeah and i didn't then, realize that was a thing i was just like <laughs> if she had, like had, like agreed to like have her name out there i'm surprised they were like ah you know what she's a little intense <laughs> for the news yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um so, so tadashi he's on the phone with um kari and he gets tackled by a big ass fish and it's like oh fuck yeah 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 he's like yeah, i'm getting out of the city right now oh something's wrong and then, uh, yeah, and then on the phone with him, he, like, mysteriously uh, fucks off. And so so now she's got to bug up her ass about finding him. Again, Kari, yo, this is just bad, bad decisions. Bad decisions all around. She gets yeah. on a plane, and she goes towards Tokyo, not to, like, <laughs> leave the country. First of all, like, I'm surprised there was even a plane that they're like, you know what, let's go to, let's go into the epicenter. <laughs> like a, like yeah, a, yeah, a commercial right? airliner that was just like, hey, we got to keep flying. We got to keep those routes going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I think, but I think it was funny for her to be like, I got to get on this plane. Also, I was like, wait, how far are you away from, like, from where you normally are to, like, need to be on this plane? <laughs> Yeah, right? I mean, Japan's not that huge. Anyways. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was questioning the plane, too. I'm like, are you sure this is a plane or not just like a... I thought it was for a, for a moment. I was like, oh, this is like a separate group of characters who like are like on an international flight going, you know, say coming back to Japan. And they're like, you know, discover this. And then, I don't know, I was hoping for a sequence where like all of the like the sea creatures attack the plane or something. Oh, but yeah, I- yeah. Uh, but I guess they haven't learned to fly at this point. Although, like, uh, the, the the following scene, though, was pretty badass. That, that was one yeah. of the cooler sequences in the in the movie. Because, like, uh, it goes straight to the plane landing, right? Yeah. Or was there a uh, scene with Aki and uh, Erica after that? Yeah, that scene, that's the threesome scene with uh, Aki and Erica. Well, you know, Erica being the bad friend is, you know, banging those two dudes, and Aki is just uncomfortable and miserable. I mean, <laughs> oh, poor Aki. 
And the thing is, you know, you think going into this, okay, Aki is going to get her hero moments, and she kind of does, but uh, nope, she she gets fucked over as well at the end of this movie too. Oh, so yeah. it's just a miserable movie all around. <laughs> uh, no redemption so, for anybody. So on the plane, um, Kari meets uh, this guy named Shirakawa. He's a videographer. Uh, so, you know, he's he's got a reason to be there. He's trying to figure out the truth. And he has his own backstory that's later revealed about, you know, what inspired him to be on this journey. You know, Shirakawa's a good dude. Like, fucking Kaori should have been like, shit, why do I care about this, like, wet blanket of a fiancé who's just into fish? Like, uh, <laughs> this guy's dope. Shirakawa, good fucking dude. Yeah, Shirakawa was saving her, like, left and right. And then instead, it's, she's just like, Tadashi, my love. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you're 22. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you're going to be able to move on. And then you're going to be forced to move on anyways. Because, uh, yeah. you know, you're uh, he's dead. <laughs> Kari also in this movie gets a lot of moments where she, uh, she falls asleep or gets knocked out and then wakes up to find uh, different circumstances. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, very convenient. Very convenient. She gets this like brief flashback that doesn't even mean that much. It's a flashback to her. You know, they talk about show don't tell, but in this, it's a flashback where she's just telling um, Tadashi about her father. But it's like, no, I'd rather see the memory of your father <laughs> and him, like you know, dying and how it smelled of death or whatever. But um, mm. no, we don't get that. So you know. I'm praising this movie mostly, but that was poorly constructed. Really, anything involving the relationship with Tadashi is... is, uh... (laughs) It it really is, like, woefully undeveloped. Why the fuck does she give a shit about this guy? Obviously, outside of, like, their, you know, know, the fiancés, I do do get that. But at the same time, I'm also like, come on. (laughs) Like... Like move on. You're like I thought this would be more of a survival story of like, oh my god, Tokyo's completely invaded. We have to get off this like island country. Like you know, oh Tadashi's gone. Like almost like what they do in lo- most zombie movies. Like most zombie movies, they don't see like. I guess maybe there's sometimes a character where it's like I gotta get to my wife or whatever. But uh, I was thinking like I was, for whatever reason I was just thinking of The Walking Dead and realized the beginning of that show is that <laughs> is that plot uh-huh. line. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, um, yeah, here I'm just like, this isn't earned. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so back to the Erica plot. Erica throws the boys out uh, because she's feeling sick. And then uh, we later learn she is, in fact, turning into a fish person or, or a bloater. What, what, what are we going to call these? What's our terminology for this? Oh, podcast? man. Bloaters? I guess because they're not actually fish people. It's like a general virus. Uh, like a gas bag? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're like flat, yeah, yeah gas flesh bags. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I I originally called them a fish woman, but then we of course later learn what this virus actually is, and it's not entirely tied to fish. It's just that's yeah. just how it starts. So gas bag, I like gas bag. That's a good one. So Erica is slowly becoming a gas bag, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Shirakawa is about to split up with um, Kaori, but he gets a text. Uh, that reveals this uh, picture of a scientist and also uh, Tadashi. So he's like, shit, I should um, hook up with Kaori because clearly she's going towards where I also need to be. So mm-hmm. he hooks up with her. They go on a subway. Uh, Kaori passes out yet again and the subway crashes and we see a fuck ton of dead people. <laughs> so- yeah, it's wild because she goes from a plane crash to a fucking subway crash. <laughs> like, like she's having a bad day. 
Oh yeah, and then she yeah, she slips on all the blood as well. <laughs> like that, <laughs> when they reveal, she's like running. First of all, uh, Shirakawa is able just to traverse to the truck like easily. It's like you're like, oh, like there's nothing, and then she's doing the same route as him, and she just wipes she out. Just wipes out, yeah, like in blood. Yep. And then she's screaming as if she hadn't seen the bodies before this moment. You'd be able to smell it, you know. Like, well, I guess it, it actually, I don't like know. Would you be able to smell it if, like, the smell of the fish uh, overpowers it? Yeah, you know what? Maybe not. But but, anyway. but at a certain point, shouldn't, like, it all just blend together? Like, you're just like, oh, everything smells awful now. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would. Um, but also, stench. I'm kind of surprised by, yeah, the death stench. Um, I was surprised because I almost thought those people should have started bloating up. <laughs> like, I was like, isn't that part of the virus? But I guess if you're just murdered, <laughs> you, yeah, you, yeah, don't, if you're just you don't get to limb, reanimate. Limb. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they get off the they get off the train. They get off the train. Um, you know, there's more attacks. There's you know a shark person that tries to fuck Kauri and um. Oh yeah, is that the squid? That's the squid, right? The squid's my favorite. Squid's fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, it's funny because like um, you know, like the squid like cops a feel, but it's like a tasteful amount of tentacle groping. Yeah, it was it was less than I expected. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I thought they would lean into it. I was like, you know, there are, there's the tentacle porn, and you know, just yeah, like yeah. go for it. But they're like, no, we gotta we gotta you know be tasteful with this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> because Kaori is pure. That's kind of how it is. Erica is the one who is impure. So that's, that's true. Yeah, that's she's that. getting her just desserts for being a uh, uh, you know a Chinese finger trap. Yeah, so I mean, the octopus, though, it's again, I don't know marine biology, so you know, we're so used to like seeing fish and sharks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, squids are marine biology, like, yes, so. yeah, so therefore, yes, there would be squids and other. I'm actually kind of disappointed because the movie moves um, further towards you know, the humans uh, gain infected and stuff. And you know, I was, I, I was hoping to see more, you know, there's so many deep sea creatures, so yeah, I'm actually yeah. kind of disappointed the movie didn't go all the way into monstrosities you know yeah i think that's why i'm mad at the tadashi storyline right like i wanted it like like if this was more of like we got to find like the one boat to get you know get out of here and then you yeah you're constantly encountering like more evolved of like sea creatures that are coming out of the sea like with these like walking stilts or whatever they are like that's for me seems like the more interesting idea, but instead here it's just yeah. All of a sudden you start seeing like the bloated like like the green you know gas bags, and at a certain point they lose some of the like horror element to them when they become too much. Like like watching like uh, Erica turn into it, it's pretty horrifying, and then like the Tadashi reveal is pretty horrifying. But like once. Once we get to the circus, I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, where's, I want, this circus should have been like established before this. Like, like at no <laughs> point has there ever been like a hint of like, oh, there's like a group of people who've lost yeah. their minds and they're, they're a circus. It just sort of starts happening as later on, but we're not there yet. Oh my God. Um, the circus is dope. I see the circus as just, you know, an example of Tokyo going mad. Like that's yeah, just kind yeah. of. I mean, I love the circus. That's the thing. I actually wanted more of it. <laughs> I'm like disappointed <laughs> that that wasn't there more. Like that, I thought that was gonna be like the final you know, real villain, but instead, it's just more of yeah, like you said. Well, uh, I, I think it was explored a little bit more in the manga because I read the manga, but it, that was like three or four years ago, and I don't really remember it that well. I do remember Tadashi being the the main guy in it, but I also remember they kind of get more into the origins of the uh, death stench. 
Uh, and and I think the circus was like a little bit heavier in there, and that's like why they kind of threw it in there. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Anyways, the reveal of Erica and her farts—that's something. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is where you're like, oh yeah, uh, uh, Erica and her gas bag farts. So you know, Erica, she chases oh, after. Oh, by the way, kind of for a Kaori to, uh, to just be like, I got to get on this plane, and then just to leave. Uh, Aki and Erica by themselves in that air, like Airbnb is well, kind yeah, of crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, that, uh, that's why I say, like, uh, how are these people, like, friends? Because, like, yeah, because Kiori, uh, she, she's just like, well, see you later. You can stay at my fucking, uh, at my man's uh, chalet or whatever the, wherever the fuck they are, like, the villa. Because they, they that was, like, her boyfriend's or her husband, fiance, whatever, uh, his place. Yeah, and, but she's just like, all right, see ya. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get on a plane. Like it's not yeah. even just like I'm just gonna go out into town. It's like I'm, I'm going, and I'm not yeah. bringing any bags. Like I just gotta get to Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, so like it is kind of wild to have them like just like have this storyline by themselves. Because yeah, it took me a moment where I was like, wait and, a minute, <laughs> just got and, left behind. <laughs> and yeah. the story, and the storyline doesn't really have much of a point for, with the whole Aki Erica thing. It just kind of ends. I mean, you know, they're. I, I mean, think it's more that Erica is supposed to show like the transformation of someone from yes, like yeah. human to becoming a gas bag. I guess I guess that, but then you know, Aki gets her moment where you know she gets to beat up um, Erica and call her out and say she's a terrible friend, and you know I'm like yes, queen. But then there's still a bunch of stuff where you know Aki is trying to escape, and then the movie seemingly kind of starts to portray her badly. That's yeah, how I yeah. Feel. That's how no, I, yeah, felt. I felt. I felt the same way. Like, yeah, it's, it seems like it, 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 she she almost gets a redemption arc and then she just like like completely just throws it away. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, let's just like kind of get to the end of that so we can just focus more on the other stuff. But yeah, so um, Aki's being chased uh, by Erica. <laughs> Uh, well, she kills Erica, right? Like well, she's she, just like she doesn't like, she doesn't because they're like bloated. So it's like, well, yeah. she kills Erica's well, so person. Erica's like, please help me. I'm all fucked up. Yeah. And I'm ugly now. And she's like, oh, you're ugly now, huh? Yeah, I'm the fat one. Yeah, now you know how it feels, huh? And then she like kicks the shit out of her, just like uh uh Erica did to her when the uh the, the shark was there. And you're yeah. like, yes, queen, you go, girl. You let her know because she's a fucking terrible friend, you know? Because I think you're supposed to feel more bad for Aki. You're not supposed to feel bad for Erica, you know? And so, like, you're like, yes, kick her ass. She sucks. And then, uh, and then I forget what happens in between that. Yeah, I think the movie just kind of subverts. Well, that. They, they like cuts to like the, her, like Aki kind of being chased and like, yeah. and then they're like in the alley. Um and now well, like is that, yeah. first, is that the first shot when um when Erica like become like gets put yeah, on she... one of the spider leg things. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's when like this movie starts to like get like really nuts. Because the uh the fish are now currently exploding and the 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 leg the platforms with the legs are picking up humans right and like so, so there's like these tentacle things they shove up your ass and they shove down your fucking mouth and then now you're a gas bag and the gas is what powering the fucking steampunk legs 
That's what it seems like. Yeah, it seems because like what it is is like it looks like you know the first of all there's like in a contraption those legs something goes up your ass <laughs> to, and, I, and that's and I, you have to assume the gas is powering it at that point. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I, I think that yeah, that's how it works because you get you get two tubes down your mouth and one tube up your ass. So yeah. I would assume that one tube is going like as far as the mouth tubes go, you got one giving you air, one taking your burps and shit because everyone's burping too and yeah. uh and then and the one up your ass is taking your farts and so like the gas you're expelling <laughs> this, is, this is so asinine it's, yeah but but yeah, it's a real thing like we watched <laughs> yeah 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 it is a real thing that we watch yeah so i assume like, your farts and burps are, are steam powering the thing and then the other tube going down your throat is giving you air so that you stay alive because it's kind of like the matrix at this point where you're you're kind of a human battery, but instead of using like electrical impulses from your brain, it's using your burps and farts. Exactly. Right? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's how I, I has to be that. Like that's kind of what yeah. I assume, unless there's like a different explanation in like the manga, but like they don't go into no, it. There's there's not much. But yeah, but I mean, uh, but the thing is, it's like yeah, she turn goes into the the contraption, starting the power up. And yeah, Aki's like running, like basically gets cornered in a, uh, a what is it? Just some random like alley. alleyway. Yeah, alley. Like they're clearly not in the beach town anymore. They're like, yeah, in, yeah. I don't know, some they're probably the, the city next door. Uh, and then yeah, I mean, Aki's death is pretty horrific. Like, she's yeah, got, it's like, pretty horrific. But she's got so the worst too. death. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny outside too, of Erica. Like, she looks like she thinks she's gotten one over on her because she climbs up like you know they're they're at like a dead end alley and she climbs up over the wall like to the top of the wall it's like ha ha you can't get me here and then it can't the fucking uh the erica like creature thing starts climbing up the wall and then she falls over the edge into a fucking pit of tiny little uh fish things yeah, like fish, I forget, uh, they, they almost look like little shrimps, like they something like along like crustaceans, or like little, yeah, know, or minnows or something. Minnow, yeah, because like they're just like crawling all over her, and then she's like crying out, it's like Erica, help me!" And like this is after you know she had like made that turn. Also, it was kind of I don't know, almost felt bad where I was like, "Aki, it's like, oh man, now you have to ask Erica for help, even though Erica has hated <laughs> you this entire time and like yeah, yeah. has no interest in like helping you on, like." at all yeah, and she just watches on with dead eyes and then yeah she's like consumed and like i think later on is it like i felt like i spotted aki like as one of the like like the you know gas bags but i wasn't a hundred percent sure yeah also like sorry just reading this now apparently they were these two characters aki and erica were created solely for the ova <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah. So they're not. Yeah. So like, I, it also explains why. Like this storyline's like this is. Yeah. This doesn't seem to be a. Uh, they're not Junji characters. They're just like. Yeah. Well, yeah. Added. You, they're very. Uh, you know. Pardon my pun here, but they're very two dimensional. You know. Yeah. You can tell that the writers are like, all right, fuck it, we're done with these characters. Just kill them. You know. Yeah, I also was reading that apparently the OVA was originally planned to be 30 minutes long, but had evolved to 75 minutes throughout production. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like, oh, people God. were having ideas. They're like, oh, what if we did this? <laughs> and then like, no one was saying no. Yeah. Um, but well, I kind of appreciate it. Like halfway through, <laughs> it like kind of like loses steam. Yeah. Right out of its asshole. You know? <laughs> 
and, absolutely uh, yeah but but yeah yeah like halfway through it's like uh it kind of loses steam and it, it it almost seems like the the writers are just like oh fuck it you know like well, let's just let's just throw everything at the audience at this point because yeah because that's about where we're at right now right we're like two-thirds of the way through yeah yeah, yeah that's kind of yeah. this is yeah would be like we're just about like where they're you know um what is it shirakawa uh and uh kaori Fuck, i'm just screwing up her name so much uh, <laughs> uh yeah they're like about to get to the uh the doc or like yeah the is it tadashi's house or is it like the i wasn't sure if it's the doctor's house or if, like how they're re- i guess they're, it's tadashi's uncle right so it's like yes yeah wherever tadashi's been working and living i assume mm-hmm. it's his uncle's house they get finally like get to their uh, that house. Uh, it says walking fish. <laughs> that's the file. I'm like, yeah, that's a, it's a good file to pick. Uh, and it reveals uh, the plot uh, from Tadashi's uncle, um, which is basically, first of all, Tadashi's uncle is missing an arm because he cut it off when he got like uh, pricked by it. Uh, oh, oh, they, they, they reveal that he'd been pricked by it. I I, yeah. I must have missed that part on my rewatch because like I was like why the fuck did he cut off his arm? It's yeah, like, uh, completely unnecessary. Yeah, no, he cuts it because he assumes that the prick is what's going to lead to an infection. Okay, so does, all right. So to prevent the infection, it's kind of, I guess it's like a zombie movie, right? Where it's like if you cut it off sooner, like sooner yeah, enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you cut it off yeah. before the infection gets is systemic, there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my thing, my favorite thing is he cuts the arm off and he's like operating as if he didn't just cut his arm off. <laughs> like yeah, he's just yeah. like I'm cool, I'm guys. Well, I'm Gucci. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was in my notes was like, why the fuck did he cut his arm off? Cause I must've like looked away or something at like the part where he got pricked by it. But yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he reveals that the virus, uh, that causes this mutation in humans dates back to world war two because the army was researching bioweapons. Um, so there's your answer. Um, army bad, um, you know, pacifism good. So, you know, that's that's the yeah, best when you were, yeah you're waiting for that yeah world war ii connection it does come because yeah it was at this point in the movie where i was like are they even going to try to explain what's happening God, like, japan like, just loves bringing it back to world war ii <laughs> don't they yeah <laughs> all their oh. horror stems from that <laughs> so so they go probably the, rightfully so <laughs> yeah so they go into the basement um they finally see tadashi and you know he is he is a bloater and he's on this uh, walking machine that's different from the other ones we've seen because it was created by Tadashi's uncle. Uh, uh, Tadashi's uncle, who is the worst human being alive. Uh, him and Erica should, you know, <laughs> they should they should hang out, I guess, yeah. as bloated people because they're just fucking terrible. <laughs> horrible, horrible Seriously, people. They, yeah, they suck. Uh, so yeah, he's made his, he's made his nephew uh, this, you know, walking machine. Uh, you know, for the purposes of science, of course. Um, is there any more to that? No. And uh, Shirakawa says, you're weird. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is the that best, was kind of one of my favorite lines. <laughs> that was my favorite line. It was like, yeah, he's fucking weird. Thank you for, thank you for saying what we're yes. all thinking. <laughs> oh, my God. No shit, Sherlock. I also love how pristinely clean his lab is. Like, it's just like they're in this like basement that's like kind of grungy and it's like locked. And then when they uh, they walk into it, it's like the cleanest, even though like all this like, you know, an arm's been amputated in there. You know, Tadashi has like died <laughs> and like yeah, come back yeah. as 
as a bloater, like it just all this stuff has happened, but it's like the cleanest, most pristine white lab that that money can buy. Um, I, I guess, you know, uh, the doctor, the good doctor had to, uh, you know, was cleaning in between waiting for uh, Kiori and uh, Shirakawa to show up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He acts as if they, he knew they were going to show up at some point. It, it is kind of weird. I was just like chilling there waiting. Yeah. He, all he was missing was just him eating like some ramen or something. <laughs> like I knew you were going to come like that chat, that new, like that, you know, yeah. That classic move where it's like, you know, turn on the light and someone's sitting in the chair and turns yes, around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, the uncle does get stabbed by the Tadashi fish. Uh, but then he goes to into like, he goes to like a different bunker. Um, because he wants to discover whatever truth this is on his own. And then later we see him on a fucking flying machine. So he's just going to, you know, fuck up everything else. Yeah, yeah that was funny. I do like that like, yeah, Shirakawa, even though he says, like, you're weird. He's also like, I'll do this for you. You've earned this. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wait, isn't he like the antagonist? Like, I guess he's like the human antagonist at this point. But I also like at that point, I was like, oh, I, I kind of like that they were like, you know, you may have killed the fiance, but we still will respect your wishes. Tadashi's terrible fucking uncle who is going to uh, ruin the human race, as we later learn at the end of this movie. Um, we also see, like, the other thing is, like, the um, massive bloater thing. Like, it's just, like, a pile of people. Yeah, it's like a like, pile of bodies, right? A pile of people, yeah. and the gas is so powerful, it's dragging other, like, loaded people onto it it's just oh yeah it, yeah yeah it's, it's, yeah. Like, it's like a looney tunes like arm that yeah. reaches out yeah and like yeah picks picks bodies uh, up and puts it onto itself we also learned that with the fish mostly dead now the walkers are taking animals so we see a dog uh bloater and a cat bloater and, and uh, a cow and a cow oh, I, fuck I, I, I i was a fan of the cow uh the cow spider well, I'm not surprised by like the dog because like they in the flashback to like when they're when the uh, when the doctor is talking about like the origins of it because yeah yeah obviously it's World War II but like there's a shot where like they were you know the army was apparently experimenting on like dogs like you see a dog strapped to a table yes, and yeah yeah so I was like oh I assume like this was the case but yeah then I oh yeah the big thing was is the reason why it starts in the ocean is because. Uh, the Americans blew up a ship containing this like virus, and that and it sunk into the ocean. Typical, and it was dormant until now. Typical Americans just blowing yeah. shit up, blowing shit they up. They just can't let it go, man. Oh my god! Uh, so this is where we get. To, <laughs> this is where we get to the circus. Yeah, Shirakawa. He sees the circus tent in the middle of the road. Um, this the dude leading the circus has like gone insane. And uh, there's this uh, bloater who is somehow uh, doing like fire, fire spinning thing or whatever. And the gas creates a terrifying illusion. Yeah. Well, I don't know like, if it's an illusion like, or like, or if the circus master or the ringleader, um, you know, is sort of, you know, he says it's like, this is what it actually looks like. You know, isn't this frightening? And yeah, it's like these faces, like almost look like clown faces. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. Or like screaming like hell souls. Yeah, they like almost that. look like what you know, the Simpsons clip where like um uh, Homer has the invention of like the makeup gun and then you see Marge's face <laughs> after the yeah, gun is yeah. fired at in her face. Like it almost like they almost look like that if they were like a virus being like yeah, fire yeah. blown from a bloater. For this, uh we, um Kari sees Tadashi and she's convinced that he's conscious. He's convinced because he seemingly 
reached out to her. Although well, no, no, that's after, right? Oh, so like, okay. well, no, because no, he's that, he's the he centerpiece of the. Isn't he oh, like okay. the centerpiece? He's like, of the... don't look at me, don't look at me. He doesn't say that, but you can tell he like he fucks off really fast because like he doesn't want to be around her. Gotcha. So it kind of seems like he's like uh, horrified at what he's become. Yeah, I guess that's it's a first display of consciousness, and then yeah. later he's seen like as like a person in the circus, the yes, citrus yeah. circus, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's seemingly like reaching out uh, for Kaori, and then Shirakawa gets pricked. Uh, of course, <laughs> just the sigh right there. I'm I know because like, it's just like you just. I mean, at this point in the movie, you just know no one's getting a good fate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so Kaori gets it too, but she's not showing symptoms. Uh, and then you know, Kaori finally realizes that she has to escape and go onto the ship. And you know, Shirakawa can't go because you know the whole pricking and all that. Well, my thing is like when the one thing I didn't understand was like so Tadashi is like he's in like obviously he's got his like homemade uh, walking device, but like all the other like when all the other bloaters like surround him and like almost seem like they're consuming him. I wasn't sure why they were doing that. Like I felt like I was missing information as to why they were like. <laughs> taking him like i don't know if it's like because he was supposedly like not the same but it was like a very weird moment because they're like all of them are just like crowding him it, and i was like was are they eating strange. him like well, yeah 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 because yeah after hmm. the the circus well all right so so i think i feel like we have to go into like what happens at the circus because that's yeah. just like wild because you've got like the the clowns and they're like do, using their burp uh, gas to like play music and the fucking ringleader is like yes this is just strange music and he's like yeah look at this fucking gas man These, uh, that's what it really is it's from another dimension bro and then um, you know they have uh, Tadashi come out and he sees Kaori and he's like oh no and I, I guess uh, the scientist decided that it would be good idea to put shit cannons on his um Oh yeah, his, little, his we, legs. Yeah, and how can we forget about cannons. the shit cannons? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We almost, we almost like yeah. completely glossed over that. Yeah, and he uses the shit cannons to attack the um the guys who were like you know holding the ropes that were uh, keeping him bound, and they're like, oh my god, it's shit, it's shit, <laughs> oh there's shit everywhere, and so so they immediately like you know he gets away, and they run out of the fucking circus. And uh, you can tell that uh, Tadashi's like somewhat conscious. It seems like you know it's a you, you, he's like staring at fucking uh, Kaori, and um, you know they go out, and then all of a sudden there's like a million uh, bloaters on the legs out there, and they all don't really like Tadashi. Yeah, that was the thing. Like it's like I guess yeah, like because like if we were going back to like you know, Erica and how she like is hooked up and we're assuming it's all gas powered of like her burps and farts, you know, like for the fact that he has, I guess, bowel movements, you know, they can't, they can't allow that to tarnish. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 this guy thinks he's better than us. Yeah. Like the fact that he can use his own shit to escape the circus. Yeah. Yeah. Is again, one of the most create, like just another, like, 
just another highlight of the sequence like that like this circus sequence is like my favorite because it just like at this point you're just like wait there's a circus oh my god there's a fire breathing you know bloater oh my god they you know tadashi's back oh my god he's spraying them with shit like oh my god there's like the music's playing there's the ringmaster you know it's yeah it's glorious <laughs> there's like five minutes is like it's i don't know if this wild. Was, i don't know if this was part of it where they're like you know, part of the when as they were expanding from thirty minutes to seventy five minutes, where they're like, oh, "We have to add these guys," or if this was always part of the plan, because it sounds yeah, that, like that seems the, like it got it got added on big time. It, yeah, like it sounds like in the manga they're actually like play a, an important role, but in here they're just like sort of a throwaway or like not a throwaway, but they're a throw in. Um, but yeah, I, I like, don't oh, fully we, mind. All right, all right, we want to we want to have this part, but like we've only got like. $10,000 for the animation department. So we got to like cut it down a lot, you know? Yeah. This is like a classic one of like, you know, you should have killed, you know, almost like kill your darlings, but you, then you decide to save your darlings instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, because I could easily see someone from like the manga publisher being like, where's the circus? Like you got to yeah, add the yeah. circus. Like, they're like, we great. have to like kind of explain this, <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the fans... a little bit of sense. The fans of uh, Goyo Tokyo Fish Attack need to know, rem- need to be reminded of the circus. <laughs> yeah, Kaori, she gets on the boat, and then we see a montage of um, the bloaters taking over other major cities. And you're like, oh shit, so this is how it ends. Uh, humanity is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just apocalypse or whatever. Yeah, and, and she's on like this tanker. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, which doesn't really make sense to me. Like, because. The whole thing fucking started from the ocean. Why is yeah. the ocean the safe place? You know, I guess why are they, they cool there? I guess because they took over land, so now it's the opposite. So I now... guess that makes sense. It, possibly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's another. Yeah, it's another one of the flip of like now. Yeah. You now humans go back into the ocean. Yeah. Um, although, yeah. yeah, I think it like almost starts off like a, a new horror story of just like everyone slowly, you know, starving to death on this boat. Yeah, and yeah. it smells like farts and uh, and death everywhere. Yeah. Because um, like at that point, I feel like that's your you know your final place as you know like like that there is a bit of a haunting element to like watching the like these bloaters like take over like you know Taj Mahal and like you know the you know Saint Petersburg and like all these you know all like all the iconic like yeah landmarks you know, landmarks of the world. I love that it's yeah. kind of the same shot for all of them. It's like you know just them. It's <laughs> it's like like, the, is that New York City? I like I'm not 100. Yeah, that was the weird. They're like they're choice of where in new york city they're gonna have the shot is easily the weirdest one because they're like you're like kind of like is that i think you that could might do be the empire? statue of liberty yeah it's like it's like i think that's the empire state building i'm not sure yeah you're i wasn't 100 sure you're just like there's better like there's more iconic parts of new york like you could have had yeah. them going through his like central park <laughs> you didn't have to yes, yeah. have them just go up in like some part of midtown <laughs> that you're like oh is that okay maybe like in times square like, you could have had them in times square <laughs> Um, Kari, she's talking to this, uh, I don't know if he's the captain, but, you know, he's a person of authority on the ship, and, uh, he suggests that the walkers were created by beings under the deep sea because they didn't have, like, screws or any, um, I don't know, shit that humans would use to create it. I don't know. So that's what he said. Yeah, well, it's the last two moments, well, two the the last two big moments in this movie, including, first of all, like, the doctor and the flying machine, like, yeah. flying off, and then that reveal of, like, 
we're not sure who created these things when it doesn't look like it's human. I was just like, come on, why does this have to be in the last minute? Like, I know. Should, <laughs> this, should be like in that, this should be the halfway point of the movie. No, no answers to that. Um, and then, you know, he, he asked Corey, he's like, I wonder if the stench of death will ever go away. And Corey says, I've gotten used to it. And she looks up to the sky, and the sky is just this weird swirl of yeah, it looks like the aurora borealis. Yeah, I get, and I guess yeah. that's just that's I, just what the world lines. is like. Yeah. yeah, I just assume at a certain point everyone just dies from like just the constantly breathing in these farts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Bleak but that's movie. It. Uh, that's it. That's the movie. Bleak, bleak shit. But I enjoyed this. Like I got to say, like I, this was like a. I don't know why. It was, I mean, because I am a like a horror geek that like. I like I enjoy these kinds of movies, even if they're not like the best. But like this one, it was just like, yeah, it's it's kind of good fun, and like it kind of like hits all the marks I was expecting. But like, you know, sometimes you just want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely seems like um, a thing where like Jinji Ito just thought up the monsters and was like, I I got to make a story around this, you know? Oh, for sure. Like this doesn't feel like. It feels like this could have easily been created because they're like, hey, uh, you owe us like a story. Like you owe us a book. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then he's like, well, I have this idea with like fish things. And they're like, okay, can you get this done in two weeks? And then he's just like, sure. <laughs> and then like, yeah. just like kind of comes up with that. And, you know, and maybe like it doesn't flush it out because like the fact that this manga is like only two volumes as well sort of says it's like, you know, it's just supposed to be a smaller story. I think so many times we get caught up, like the most popular mangas are all like, we're never going to stop, like, a one yeah, piece or yeah. something like that. So this one, it's like, oh, it's just nice that it's almost smaller. Oh, man. Yeah. I guess uh, let's before we, before we get to final thoughts, let's do our uh, favorite little segment. Uh, who is the speed wagon of this movie? Uh, cue the music, Sasha. Speed wagon. 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 Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. So for those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character or thing in this movie. Um, I'll go I'll go with my Speedwagon first. My Speedwagon is um, the octopus uh, thing, bloater. <laughs> octopus with feet, whatever the fuck we want to call it. I like the octopus. Um, it was cool because I don't understand marine biology well. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit. An octopus would, would be part of this whole thing. Yes, yeah. It was also an octopus that respected uh, Corey's consent. You know, it grappled her with its tentacles, but it could have been a lot worse. So, you know. Very much so, yeah. That was a very woke, respectful octopus. <laughs> there have yeah, there have been very far- socially conscious. As, as someone who's watched a lot of anime, uh, there have definitely been worse octopi. Uh, very, very much so. Yeah. So I, I saw, I saw a La Blue Girl. <laughs> you know, like I've that's, definitely that's, seen... a se- that's the second time that's been dropped on the podcast. Malcolm, <laughs> I, I'm I'm familiar with La Blue Girl. I think Malcolm, oops, that's going to be you know maybe when we run out of anime, we're like, yeah, fuck it, we'll do it. We'll do a La Blue. Girl. It feels like we're gonna we're gonna get there eventually. I feel like we're gonna have to just jump into this because I've I've heard about this, but I, I don't really it's, know. It's, it's like uh, Super Saiyan. I'm like I'm just kind of going over my head, but it sounds like the people who know they're like ah, the, the people it. who know the people <laughs> who know they know. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, no, very, you know, that was a good octopus. I liked it. Um, who's next? Who's ready for their speed wagon? Oh yeah, I'll go. Uh, yeah, my, I think my speed wagon is going to be, uh, I think it's going to be the circus. Like, I think it's going to be like probably, uh, the ringmaster, like just like that part of the movie when it's like shows up, I was so unex like was not expecting anything like that. Like that. I was just like, I don't know why I was just like, I'm into this, like this five minute sequence that, you know, whatever this is, um, like I like I said, I didn't have any like knowledge about the you know the manga before going into this. I was gonna be honest. I thought this like I was kind of nervous going into this. I thought this was gonna be something like along the lines of like um, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. I thought this was gonna be some sort of children's story. I was like, oh, like a fish. I think about fish. Like that was gonna be about a boy and his fish, and his fish happens to be like something that like walks and talks um so for this to be like a horror story i was you know kind of surprised but yeah this like the circus like the ringmaster i was just like i was like what the fuck is happening but i was like all for it at that <laughs> point i was like all right so this isn't just gonna be like a you know tried and true like horror story of like fish going out it's like the fact that this became starts as like you know kind of classic slasher and then becomes sort of this like weird like <laughs> extended like lovers coming back together rom- rom-com almost to like end with this psychedelic circus so i was like yeah yeah i i think my speed bunny is just going to be the gas itself you know <laughs> it's it's uh-huh. mysterious it shows up out of nowhere with no explanation of like when we do receive an explanation on it it's murky at best yeah i was gonna say the explanation's not even an explanation it's just like hey the war guys remember the war like remember world war ii it's because of that all right anyways let's go back to what we were doing yeah yeah it leaves you with more questions than answers uh you know i'm pretty sure at the end like there's like an alternate like you know like they're like oh yeah they say that it just kind of showed up on the bottom of the ocean which like almost contradicts the uh origin story which is brought up by the scientists like earlier so it's just it's so utterly mysterious and i i remember it's like explained a little bit more in the manga but um but it's still just this mysterious like sentient entity which also it's like it, it also raises the question like what is its purpose? What's its end game? Uh, and who's the ma- who's the real master here? Is it the machines or is it the gas? Because the gas powers the machines. And like, is the machine doing the gas's bidding or is the gas doing the machine's bidding? Yeah, because they explain the machines. Like, I think that's the thing, the big thing is we kind of get an explanation for the gas, like the gas, like, but I was like the machines. What's <laughs> here? Like, because yeah, the whole like, I don't know, lure of it was the fact that like, oh, these, you know, animals have these legs. Like, yeah. yeah, you're almost expecting some sort of, yeah, like mad scientist who's like, I've been in my lair, you know, turning fish into, you know, walkers or whatever. Yeah. But, but the fact that this like- never get any answer on that shit. They're like, I guess they just showed up, man. You know, it just like, kind of happened. Yeah, and, no- and it's just like, okay, why yeah like you just want like i don't know something like even if it was just like aliens like like an alien had crashed into the ocean like around the same time as this ship is blown up in world war ii when like it was festering like like just something but i don't know this movie was uh too caught up in uh the 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 epic love story of tadashi and uh kaori yes yeah and and the constant cucking of shirakawa (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, who, by the way, I wanted to say, Shirakawa, I thought for a while he was, like, one of the, like, the boy toys that Erica had. Like, I thought he was, like, because, like, one of them has long hair and kind of looks like him. And I was, yeah, like, yeah. oh, those two teamed up, like, he, you know, and that's why, like, they met. But, like, I, then I, like, I realized, like, oh, no, he's a guy she meets on the airplane, right? <laughs> so, I don't know if I was the only one who thought that, where I was, like, oh, wait, was this? No. Yeah, I I did not think that. <laughs> I mean, it's me. That's a me thing, then. That's that's a you thing. Uh, fi- final thoughts, everyone. Um, I'll go first. Um, yeah, this movie again. I'm not big into horror. It, you know, I'm glad it was only 70 minutes because you know it just kind of made me sick watching it. But I don't think it's you know bad per se. I think it's like a well constructed B movie. There's of course you know, uh, obviously the love story is garbage. Yes. Um, Very so, much so. there. There we go, and there's you know some questionable things. The treatment of uh you know where the Aki plot ends up going is questionable, but I think this is you know that's the thing. I I love it when these movies are short because they don't waste your fucking time. It's seventy minutes. You'll you'll see some weird shit. It might not be for you, but you know there are <laughs> there are Netflix episodes that are ten minutes shorter than this, and much less happens. So, yeah, it gets my vote. It's a weird oddity that doesn't waste your time, and you'll be like, shit, that was fucking weird, and I'll never see anything like that ever again. Um, and, yeah, I'm I'm curious but also dreading uh, watching the Junji Ito collection because I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be stuff that just makes me want to vomit. That's kind of just how I imagine all his work. I mean, definitely, yes, but I will say this is the weirdest one of all of it, and it's okay. so strange that it's, like, the first – junji ito story that's been turned into like an anime it is very weird because like out of all the ones that like i've you know because i've read a lot of uh his manga and it's like that that would not be my first choice no like it's it's interesting because like you as you said uh and drew earlier that like his like other uh, um his his big uh manga was turned into like a series of live action movies uh-huh. yeah like, yeah they, like this is also like this story almost feels like it could have been a live action movie like it almost like i you know i think i said earlier like the mockbuster like asylum style like like that's what this feels like um that this could have been and yeah it is a weird choice to be like hey let's like let's make this an ova yeah let's but, give this guy a shot <laughs> but i also like i kind of like like that the fact that they just did it that they were like oh like screw it like it must have been like a cheap thing to be able to produce like it probably wasn't like you know everyone was going after the rights to this yeah, story yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah i mean i think sounds like He's got, you know, better stuff. And this is, may have been a throw, you know, kind of a throwaway idea where it's just like, oh, I have this thing if you want it, do whatever. Um, it is delightfully weird. But I like how, yeah, like I said, I like how weird it is. I guess I guess that's it, guys. We we talked extensively about this weird fucking thing. I don't think this is going to be the last Junji Ito joint um, we cover, especially since, you know, um, the t- we, we do have the timing for his anime. So we'll probably do something around that time for that to you know capitalize on all of it so this definitely won't be uh the last and you know we've already covered satoshi Kone completely at this point so you know there's there are further creators who we need to uh to mine for content now mm-hmm. um yeah i guess now it's time for plugs andrew where can people find you uh or you can find me on uh instagram i'm at fritz bone lord that's uh that's my instagram uh, my twitter is uh ac parker 320 my um podcasts are crypta that's c-r-y-p-t-a 
and uh, Ghosters. And you can find I I do like random shows sometimes on um, on Frequency One Hundred One. I believe uh, I believe yeah I believe that the the podcast feed is called Frequency One Hundred One. I just had a show on it only lasted two episodes, but it was uh, it was called uh, uh, What Dreams May Come to Electric Boogaloo, and it was a um, a meta sequel to Robin Williams' What Dreams May Come, and the plot was just basically. Uh, Robin Williams has been sent to hell for the 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 um sin of suicide and uh while he's down there he's like well this isn't fair I was a really good guy you know and he meets uh Coco the gorilla down there and the two of them start their uh ascent to escape the uh the injustice of both being uh put there uh against you know what should be better judgment we were i was trying to explore uh the the ideas of how like you know uh religion will condemn you for like the slightest uh the slightest you know slight against uh god even in the face of uh doing a lot of good that was uh, that was kind of my main theme that i was going for there but the show got canceled on frequency 101 so we'll have to see what i come up with next but uh but are those episodes still up for people yes, to they listen are. To? They are. Yes, and they're also on my Instagram. And there's there's other great shows on Frequency 101. There's a uh, the one that came in number one this month is called Jurassic Fart. Uh, even it's, ex- it's exactly <laughs> there's one. It's called uh, the Complete History Dodgeball, which is very fun. Uh, there's another show called Stripper Squad, which I've been in. I've done a few voices in. And it's about, um, you know, a, a group of strippers who solve crimes. Very, uh, very fun stuff. It's uh, I, I really recommend checking it out because it's it's off the wall, fucking weird, uh, like type of stuff. And, uh, you know, it, you don't have to get too emotionally invested in it because all of it's five minutes long. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we'll have a link down in like the show notes for anyone who's uh, who's interested to like go check out any of that stuff. It all sounds great. Hell yeah. You could find me at um, only real Jack M on Twitter and Jack is Jack on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Malcolm RJ McLeod. I'm also on Twitter at Malcolm RJ McLeod. Um, yeah, you, uh, and if you, uh, enjoy this podcast, uh, yeah, you can find us, uh, on like Instagram and Twitter at is this anime pod. Uh, if you enjoy this, yeah, leave us some stars. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, yeah, leave us a review, like, uh, l- reviews, uh, and stuff really help a small podcast like us out. And in the past, you know, we've used uh, people's suggestions to help curate uh, episodes of the show. So yeah, keep it coming. Like, uh, all the feedback so far has been super great and, yeah, this is uh, this is all uh, I can say about it. So, you know, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I think that's about it. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Andrew, for uh, joining us on the podcast this week. And uh, remember, uh, ass gas is the only gas for this ass man. <laughs> <laughs> L- later, power bottoms. Mm-hmm.